worship his holy name sing like never before oh my soul worship your holy name the sun comes up it's a new day dawning it's time to sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when they Your holy name. 
next-level band a big round of applause, guys. <laughs> Psalms 131. Go to your Bibles. Psalms 131. We honor the love and the life and the investment that the moms make in the family today. Amen. Uh, I want you to hear me again. We honor the love, the time, the talent. The going to those baseball games, those rodeos, those uh, 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 dress rehearsals, those cheer practices, making those sandwiches so you don't have to eat school lunches type moms today. Amen. We honor moms who sit up all night with the sick kid uh, and, and hold their hair up while they throw up type of moms today. We honor those moms who hold their kids and, and, and let them cry on their shoulder when they lost their first job type of moms today. Those kind when their kids are getting bullied in school. We honor those kind of moms today in our church today. Let's put our hands together and let's honor those moms today. <laughs> Proverbs 31 talks about the woman who honors talks about the woman who honors the Lord and tells that she deserves honor. If you're in this house today and you're a mom who honors the Lord, Granny D, if you're a grandma, a mama that honors the Lord, the, the Bible says, and it says that we should honor those mothers. That honor that means that we should honor our moms who serve Christ. We should, we should treat them with respect, with kindness, with dignity. And, and I'm going to say this from my heart today. If God says it, then we need to do it. Today we raise up, bless those mothers. Psalms once said that it takes delight in the laws that we should first place, that we should bless our mothers and take delight in it. So happy Mother's Day, mamas. I've always had, and my wife, don't fall out now. I've always had a lot of girlfriends. Not because I'm so handsome. I know I'm handsome and pretty. But I've always had a lot of girlfriends. Not girlfriends, but girls that were friends. I, I, I've always been attracted to women, and, and, and I know it's the compassion that women have. Because I, I, never, I never felt that compassion at home. I wasn't out looking for girlfriends and had a bunch of girlfriends. I just like girls. I like I like women. I like I like the fact that they're compassionate, that they're different than us. I grew up in a hard home with a hard mom who was not a Christian. And anybody grew up with don't raise your hand, but in your heart, you, you grew up and your mom wasn't a Christian. She was different than the other mom. She was she was rougher. She was tougher. She she may have drank. I, I talked to a guy the other day, and he said, my mama's been doing crack cocaine for 35 years, and she hadn't stopped. I, I was thinking to myself, has that even been uh, around? Has crack even been around that long? But I know mamas today, they're still hooked on drugs, and they've been hooked on drugs for so long that that drug takes over the presence of their kids. They abandon their kids. They leave their kids. They walk away from stuff because of alcohol and I know that moms out there that are choosing men over their kids 
I do. I, I know moms out there that will say, okay, I'm going to choose this man over my own flesh. But something that I bore, I, I'm going to I'm going to choose this man over my kids. There are some moms out there that just need to be shaken. And dads. But I know we're talking about Mother's Day today. You see, I had a mother that wasn't a very godly mother. Matter of fact, she was probably the furthest thing from godly. I don't know, John, how, how that transpired, why that took place, because my grandfather, Chris, was a godly man. My grandfather was a godly man. Vic, I mean, he was the salt of the earth. He was the sweetest man. I tell people all the time, he wore overalls every day of his life except for Sunday, and he put on his best clothes, and he went to church. He was a godly man. Uh, he had a pocket watch. He, he always carried a pocket watch, and I would sit in his lap, and I'd fall asleep under... Brother Jack's preaching at Children's Children Baptist Church in, in, in Children, Texas. I would fall asleep as my granddad would rock me and I would play with his watch. My granddad was a faithful Christian man. He was in church every time the doors were open. My Aunt Joyce, who grew up in the house with my grandmother and my grandfather, is a faithful Christian woman to this day. She has never had a driver's license. My aunt is 65 years. My mama never had a driver's license. Uh, my Aunt Lou is the only one in the family, and my Uncle Jerry, uh, out of that generation, that even had a driver's license. My mama, she drove one time to come get us at school, and, and she hit a guy. She rear-ended him in my stepdad's truck, and I said, Mama, we got to pull over. Oh, it was just a little bump. <laughs> By the time we got to Elmont, Texas, we had police surrounding us, Jay. And my dad, stepdad had to come work, and man, they've been to haul her to the jailhouse. And, and you know, I, my mama never had a driver's license. My aunt never had a driver's license. But here you got two different, but, but my granddad, he loved God. But my grandmother, never, ever, ever, ever went to church. Not one time in the history of me growing up did I ever see my grandma at church at, at Christmas, at Easter, at Thanksgiving. Not, she stayed at home. She prepared a meal, and, and we had the best uh, chocolate pies, and we had the best banana pudding. We had the best fried chicken. But my grandmother never went to church. I never seen her pray. I saw my granddad pray. I saw my granddad pray over crops. When I was a kid, I picked cotton. You can believe that if you want to, or you don't have to believe that. But when I was a kid, I went out in the field, and I picked cotton. And we picked up cotton, and we sold cotton. What was left over, we gathered. We made pillows out of them. We made mattresses. Y'all don't even know nothing about that. Anybody ever sleep on a, on a pillow that was made out of cotton or a mattress that was made out of cotton? And all of a sometimes they don't get all the little stuff out of cotton, and it pokes a mess out of you? Y'all don't know nothing about that. I'm telling you, I grew up in Children, Texas. It was cotton-picking, cotton-picking place. And my granddad was in church, but my grandma wasn't. My Aunt Joyce followed in my grandfather's footprints, footsteps. She still today, no driver's license, finds a ride to church every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, or she'll walk. She'll walk. You ask my wife, she's the most healthiest lady I ever know. She still does jumping jacks. I really don't know anybody that does jumping jacks anymore, but my aunt. What you doing, Aunt George? I'm doing jumping jacks. Oh, okay. She's the jumping jackest person I've ever seen in my life. I guess that's when they really had P.E., you know. But I don't know where that stuff comes from. But, but she is a faithful Christian person. But my mama was like my grandma. 
She was mean. She was ugly. And she never went to church. Now, my grandma was never ugly to me. She loved me. She loved my sister. But she was not an affectionate person. My mama was not an affectionate person. One of the stories my wife likes to tell about my mama is this. On our first date, we went to a club where my mom and dad were there and they'd been drinking all day. I got in this arm wrestling match with this other guy and it didn't work out so good for them because I took him. And uh, where this stuff comes from. And, and, and so the guy got mad and he wanted to fight. So we're in this fight and here comes my mama with a beer bottle swinging this beer bottle at these people. And that's my wife loves to tell that story because my mama was not in church on Sunday. She was in the bar. She was hateful. She was mean. I tell people, if you know my testimony, if this is your first time here, I never heard my mama tell me she loved me until I was 38 years old. My mama never held me. When I cried, she said, get up. What are you crying for? You want something else to cry about? And it wasn't, it wasn't a compassionate home. Now, my sisters, they received some compassion from her, but I never did. I, I would, I, even growing up, I, I began to wonder, and, and that's, I guess, Mary, that's why I had a lot of girlfriends, because they were more sentimental. They were, they were more kinder. They were more gentler. If, if something happened, they kind of understood more. And I was always jealous. I'm going to tell you that right now. And I still am today of guys like Todd who had a great relationship with his mom. I, 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 I still kind of in my heart like, man, I wish I had that. Because men are supposed to have that with their moms. I had a guy in this church, man, we were very close. He still goes to this church today. We're very close. He had the same kind of mama I had. Even to this day, she's still alive. Mine is gone. She's still alive, and mine is gone. But he says, you know what? I can't call her. I can't, I can't associate with her because it makes me so crazy just to be in contact with her. Compassion. Women, let me speak to you for a minute. Your kids need you to be compassionate. They need you to be loving. I told the Sunday school class a while ago, Mama, put the shovel down, take the work boots off, and be Mama. They need you to be loving. They need you to be kind. They need you to listen. They need you to talk to them. See, the world has you thinking, all oh, this is a, a woman can do anything a man can do. No, that's not right. That's not right at all. That is not right at all. That is not right at all. Because, see, God made us both, both different he made us in His image. We're both in His image, but He made us both different. And now the roles in the homes have changed. And I know this is on the Internet, and I'm probably going to have some women live folks and, and, and ooh, I almost said voters of such and such, but I'm not going to say no names, <laughs> calling me up. You know, I believe women should have the same rights as everybody, but I believe that women are supposed to be different than men. They're supposed to be more loving. They're supposed to be more compassionate. They're supposed to be more understanding. You see, because I don't understand. Mary will do this. Darlings, darlings, finish all your food. Darlings, baby, pretty boy, go clean your room up when you're done with supper. Now, boys, y'all know y'all got to wash the dishes. Boy, please, 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 boys, now get in there. I'll do this. You better clean that room. Peoples in Ethiopia's are starving. You better finish them doggone peas. See, we're different. We're different. We're a little harder. Now, watch this, because I'm going to blow your mind. There are some men today that are too sensitive. The roles have reversed. 
I was at a pastor's conference the other day, and, and a pastor was talking to another pastor, and another pastor walked up to the guy. He said, how you doing? I'm Pastor Percy Pringle from the First United States. <laughs> I'm like, if he shakes my hand, I'm squeezing it. I, I'm going to squeeze the mess out of him. No, man, man. I'm not even shoulder checking. <laughs> and I know some women right now, I'm scared to shake their hand. <laughs> For reals. Because the roles have kind of changed because the world says it's got to change that way. But that's not true. That's not how God designed us. God made us all different. God made us all different. But He made women to where they were compassionate, where they were to be mothers, where they were to be able to be loving and understanding. But my mother, Linda, was not like that at all. The whole time I knew her, the 38 years that I knew her, I never known her to be that way. But I known her to be that way. I known her mama to be that way. I known her sisters to be that way. The women that I worked with in the workforce, the ones that I called my girlfriends, the friends that I had, they were that way. They loved their kids. They took care of their kids. They provided for their kids. They took care of the home stuff. They cleaned the house. They did everything, and they did it without complaining. They Most of the time, at least if they did, I never heard it because I was too busy watching. Mamas, listen. Your kids, no matter how old they are, they're still watching. And you know what's really cool, Darlene? It's not how we start our race. It's how we finish our race. Where did I tell y'all to turn? Man, y'all some listening people this morning. Psalms 131.1, listen. Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up. Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great or too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul like the weeds my child with her mother, like weaned child in my soul within me. You see, there's something about a mother. Listen, guys, listen. Hey, listen. There's something about a mother that just holds that child that weans that child, that loves that child, that will nourish that child. If you're that kind of mama today, you're doing something right. If you hadn't been that kind of mama before, you can start today. Listen to me today. Listen to me that day. You can start today. You see, because I never saw that in my own mother. I'm a reflection of that. I'm a reflection of a guy who was neglected. But I thank God that I found Mary. Because she's good to those boys. She loves those boys. And let me say this to you today. Hey, be seated. Stop stirring around. Be seated. Grab a seat. Listen to me today. You can change today. In the blink of an eye, listen, in the blink of an eye, you can change. You can change, guys. How many believe that you can change today? You can change today. One day before my mama died, I prayed the prayer of salvation with her. She had been mean, she had been hateful, she had been uncompassionate all of her life. All of her life, my mama was that way. I'm just telling you facts, man. I'm not making this stuff up. I'm telling you facts. I know people who leave their kids outside of Walmarts. I know people who drop their kids off at fire stations. I know some that just put them in a trash can. So don't think that I'm not telling you the truth this morning. There are some uncompassionate people in this world. 
But in the blink of an eye, God can change it all. 38 years old, I clear out a hospital room at Hillcrest Hospital in Waco, Texas. I said, Mama, let me tell you about Jesus. Have you ever asked him to come into your life? I led her through the prayer of salvation. And after 38 years, I said, close your eyes, Mama. I said, pray with me. And she prayed with me. I said, I said, pray this prayer. I said, I said, say this with me, Mama. And she said it with me. She said, I said, dear God. She said, dear God. I said, please forgive me of my sins. She said, please forgive me of my sins. I said, say this. I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I'm a sinner. But I believe in you, Jesus. I said, say that with me, Mama. But I believe in you, Jesus. And she said, I believe in you, Jesus. And I said, say this with me, Mama. And she said, I said, come into my life and save me. And she said, come into my life and save me. And I said, say this with me, Mama. Today, I make you my Lord and Savior. And she said, today, I make you my Lord and Savior. She had rectum, she had rectum cancer. She had rectum and cancer. She was laying flat on her stomach and her head was turned to the side. And she was looking at me, it was just me and her. And she looked at me and she said, I love you, boy. And that was the first time I ever heard my mama tell me she loved me. In an instant, in an instant, God changed it all. In the blink of an eye, in the twinkling of an eye, it says he's going to come back one day. So in the twinkling of an eye, he changed it all in my mama's life. They asked me, they said, can, when she passed away three weeks later, they said, we want you to do the funeral. I said, oh, I can't. I said, I can't because God ain't changed me yet. And I'm still carrying all this baggage. I'm still carrying all this hurt. I'm still carrying on. I didn't say that out loud, but I said that in my heart. I didn't want to get up here behind a pulpit and say all these great things about my mama that weren't true. I asked my pastor to do it, one of my pastors to do it, and he did it. He did a wonderful job. But I remember, now pay attention, watch this. Shh. I remember there was a coffin. There was a coffin, and it was a pretty pink coffin. Remember that? It was like a pearl pink, honey. Real quick, real quiet. If somebody's moving around, tell them to be still. It was a real pretty pink coffin. And it had some white accents and it had some roses on it. My dad, my stepdad actually picked it out. I remember that coffin up there. I remember they had her looking so very nice. They had her looking so great in that coffin. And I remember being right out here and I remember looking up at that coffin. And I remember, I didn't cry. I didn't cry. I rejoiced. I rejoiced. I didn't cry for another year. I didn't cry for another year. Something broke inside of me one day and I just bawled like a baby. But when I was there and that coffin was here, I rejoiced because mama wasn't in the coffin anymore and mama wasn't in hell no more. And how do I know that? Because in a blink of an eye, she changed. Something in her heart broke. Something in her heart broke. Let me say this to you today. God made you different, Jana, than he did Gerald. You both love your kids the same, but he's probably a little harder on them than you are. He's probably a little more forgiving in some areas than you are in some areas because he made us both different. But we raise up our kids, and we need to be raising them up to love Jesus Christ. And to follow Jesus Christ. 
Listen, I know I've said a lot. I want to be done. I want you to go enjoy your time with your mother. But I I just want to say this. Compassion can be taught. It can be learned. And it can be received. It can be taught. It can be taught. How how, how do you teach somebody compassion? Well, let me say this to you. Listen to me. You, You start by doing the golden rule. Do unto others as ye want to be treated. I thought about that before I walked in here today. How can compassion be taught? Do unto others as ye want to be treated. See, I had a lot of girlfriends. I had a lot of girlfriends. I had a lot of friends that were girls, and they were very compassionate. So when I found her, I wanted to find someone who was compassionate. I wanted to find somebody who I could see that 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 loved God and that loved that that, that come from a good family. She come from a good family. Her mama had a lot of compassion. I know because she liked me, and she was the only one in the family that did. Daddy didn't like me, brother and sister didn't like me, but her mama liked me. She saw something in me. She saw something in me. She, she treated me with compassion. I said, well, if Miss Ruby will do that, Mary will probably do that. And Mary loved me from the first time she met me. <laughs> Ask her. And we've been growing in that love and that compassion that was taught how do you teach compassion? Doing to others as ye want done unto you. Amanda, you got that, don't you? Jason, you got that, don't you? Do unto others as ye want done unto you. So if I want to be a compassionate person, I want to treat people the way that I want to be treated. Say that with me. I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. So if you want to start with a compassionate home, be compassionate at home. If you want God to dwell in your home, you want a compassionate home, then allow God to dwell in that place by you doing unto others as ye want done unto you. If I want to fight at home, I can get one. Y'all ain't listening no more. If I want to fight at home, I can get one. But if I want kissy, kissy, lovey, lovey, I can get kissy, kissy, lovey, lovey too. My neighbor over here, I, I was in an argument with my neighbors back here. We were arguing about my bucking bulls getting out on their property, and we, we didn't see eye to eye. And Actually, we both got really mad one day, and I really thought about retiring as a pastor and, and start as a fighter. And, uh, and, uh, and I went over here, and I told my neighbor, I said, Dude, you're not going to believe how these people over here act. And I said, You're not going to believe this. And he said, Kill them with kindness. I said, listen, I don't want to hear that. (laughs) And the next words he told me just kind of rang in my heart, and they still ring in my heart today. He said, listen, you get get more bees with honey? Whatever. (laughs) The moral of the story is the kinder you are, the kinder people are. And what is it? Well, how's it go? With, okay. I like that saying. He left the vinegar part out. But I can tell you, the more compassionate I am, the more compassionate people are to me. Do unto others as ye. So it can be taught. TJ, it can be taught at your home. Do unto others as ye want done unto you. Moms, you can teach that today. One more thing and I'm done. Listen to me. When it's time for me to be compassionate, grandmas, grandpas, aunts, uncles, I put myself 
in other people's shoes. Hey, I'm going to teach you something if you'll listen for one second. If you want to learn how to be compassionate, I put myself in other people's shoes. Because I too was like my mama. I was following in that side of the footsteps. I was turning out like my grandmother. I was turning out like my mother. I knew that my grandfather, I tell people today, that my grandfather prayed me to this spot. I am here right now because that man held me, rocked me, held me, loved me, let me sleep in his lap in church, and he prayed me in my spot. But I was turning out like my mother and my grandmother. But I knew I wanted something more. And I found that. See, I had a hole in my heart. And I was trying to fill it up with alcohol, drugs, whatever I could stick in there, money, time, roping, all that stuff. But the only thing that filled up that heart was the compassionate love of Jesus Christ. When I became a Christian, and I don't even like to use that word loosely, when I became sold out to Jesus Christ, when I accepted him into my heart, just like my mama did when she was laying on her belly. You know what's really cool, mamas? One day we're all going to be in a casket. Our physical body, but our spirit don't have to be. That's cool to me. That's cool to me that Jesus loved us so much that he died on the cross for us. And if we would believe in his name and we'd call on him, we'd pray the prayer of salvation, we'd ask for forgiveness, that we don't have to be in the coffin. The Bible says absent from the body is presence with the Lord. That the moment, mama, mama, let me talk to you mamas for a minute. Mama, mama, anybody got a baby, raise your hand. If you're a mama, your grandma, raise your hand. Raise your hand where I can see it. Stick it up where I can see it. Stick it up where I can see it. Mamas, you don't have to. Stay in the coffin, go in the ground, or go to hell. You can go to heaven. And you can be with your Lord and save. But it starts with praying the prayer of salvation. Praying and asking God to forgive you and mean it. And as it is, men, let me talk to you men. Come here, baby. Come here, Mary, you. You continue to call them baby. I'm going to call them grown up and moved out. <laughs> the Bible says, where I am, you may be also. In my Father's house, there are many mansions. If it was not so, I would not have told you. If I've gone there to prepare a place for you, I'll go back to receive you. See, one day she'll be like my mama. She'll leave this earth. Like her mama's left this earth. But there's a place in glory. And I know that I'm going to glory one day. And I know that my mansion's going to be a ranch. <laughs> and as sometimes I pray, Lord, don't let these folks live on my block. And I, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, there are some people you just don't want to live on the same block. And, but the block over is good. I want everybody to go to heaven. I want everybody to go to heaven. But especially the mother of my children. And Justin, come hold your mama's hand. Come hold your mama's hand. And as her firstborn, 
her baby that was 10 pounds and 37 ounces. <laughs> Can y'all believe she did that? Look at that. Can you imagine being in your mansion without him? Huh? It took him a little longer to come to Christ, but he has come to Christ. Go hold your brother's hands. I could do that because I'm your daddy. <laughs> hold your brother's hand. Hold your brother's hand. Hold your, bro hold your brother's hand. <laughs> hey, <laughs> stop. Stop. I'm done. Listen, I'm done. Let's pray together. Listen, look, everybody look up here. Y'all look this way. Mama, can you imagine your mansion without him or without him? And as D comes to marry this girl and they have kids or he marries another girl, this family tradition you know you look at some of my close friends some people who have been elders in my church the ones I love you see that their kids are now serving God and they know the importance of that and I just love that fact and y'all still hold hands that's really cool to me <laughs> and, and, uh, uh, but, but, but there's no doubt in my mind that heaven would be a lonely place without them. And it'd be a lonely place without you. Let me ask you today, if you died today, do you know you go to heaven? Every head bowed and every eye closed. Take your hats off and pray with me. Pray the same prayer my mama prayed. But you have to mean it. I pray for compassion, Father God, to just abide in all of our hearts, men and women. Today, Father, we would be more compassionate than we ever have been. And we'd be more loving and forgiving than we've ever have been, Lord. Lord, I pray if there's anyone here today that has never prayed and asked you to come into their heart, or maybe they prayed when they were a child, maybe they, maybe they got saved at a church camp somewhere, but it really had no real significance, that today they want to know that if they died, that they would be in heaven. If you're here today, pray with me right now. You've got to pray the same prayer I'm going to pray, and I pray with my mama, that I know and my hope is in Christ that she is with him. That her and Mary's mama are up there having fellowship. That their mansions are on the same block. That our families and our moms that are gone before us, our, our, our loved ones who are there, are, are waiting on our revive, arrival. Let this message revive your spirit this morning. Pray with me right now. If you pray... And you don't know if you died today, you go to heaven. Pray with me. Let's get that right. Boys and girls, men, women, young people, pray that with me right now. Just pray. Say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. I know that I'm a sinner. Say that. If you want to pray with me, pray with me. Say, dear Lord, come into my life and save me. I know that I'm a sinner. But I believe you died on the cross for me. Say that. But I believe you died on the cross for me. And I believe that three days later you rose. Say this with me, and this is the most important part. Come into my heart and live. Today I make you my personal Lord and Savior. I believe in you, Jesus. Change me, Lord. I'm going to serve you from this day forward. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody give God a praise. Amen. You may be seated.